Hey, it's a Thursday off the rails episode of the Chad Prather Show. Welcome to Studio 22. We are in the mothership, the puppet master Mark, and of course, Super Mario Chris Cruz driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. Going to get right into it today. Uh, as you know, everybody is pro-Ukraine right now. I mean, I, you've got to change your profile picture to the flag of Ukraine. you got to wear the pins. you got to do all that stuff. Everything is Ukraine, Ukraine. And, and look... It's a bad situation, but you got to be honest. You don't know everything that's going on. You don't know except for what the media is spinning, and we've all gotten to a point where we don't trust the media anymore. We don't trust anything they're saying. So the bigger story is never the right story. We've learned that. It's so I want to welcome to the show. He's been here before, author and my good friend, Larry Alex Taunton. Uh, the, the beauty, Larry, of you is you have an adopted daughter from Ukraine. And she was adopted from the Ukrainian orphanages, which apparently Vladimir Putin's bombing the hell out of them right now, the orphanages. Uh, and, you know, these, 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 this poor system in Ukraine, these poor folks over here are just getting obliterated. And, you know, the way the media is spinning it, are we hearing the truth? What in the world? How should we see these things? Well, first of all, Chad, it's great to be with you. I uh, always enjoy your show. always enjoy you. And. You know, what I find very troubling in all of this is that anytime you begin to push back on the narratives that we're getting out of Ukraine, you're immediately framed as some kind of pro-Putin mm -hmm. type, which, of course, uh, I am not. You know, Putin is a uh, he's a dictator and he's acting in the, uh, the best interests of his country, <laughs> at least as uh, as he sees it. But one of the narratives that I'm seeing coming out of Ukraine that I find um very upsetting is uh, is one that that is now starting to dominate social media as well as media. You, uh, CNN has run with this, and it's this idea that Putin is targeting, just as you said, that he's targeting Ukrainian orphanages. And the way that um, that the media spin is, it suggests that Ukraine really loves their um, their orphans. They care for their orphans, and here comes. Um, you know, uh, uh, Putin, you know, targeting them. Now, that makes very little sense to me, first of all, because orphanages are, are in no strategic value to Putin. But the part that I find outrageous, Chad, is that I've been in these orphanages. I've been in many of them. I've written a book about it called The Grace Effect. And the idea that Ukraine cares a rat's ass for their children, mm. uh, for their orphans, is complete nonsense. So let, let me get this straight, because I'm... You know, I worked with setting up orphanages in Southeast Asia, specifically Thailand, getting young girls, seven to nine year olds off the street because they were going to get they were going to get primed for not only trafficking, but sex, sex work and, and these kind of things. You know, you, you think in terms of a child, nothing more innocent than a child. We want to protect our children. We want to protect children globally um, in Ukraine. Uh, I've worked a lot. I've been to Ukraine numerous times working with orphans there. And so I can hear what you're saying in this, but, but what is the spin? Because this is not a good system in Ukraine. Mm -mm. This is not a good yeah. system. Well, you know, it's interesting. The tagline of the nonprofit that I had is called, uh, is, is, uh, ideas have consequences. And the, uh, the orphanages are running off of the bad ideas of socialism and communism. And people will say that's just an economic system. Well, no, it isn't. Right. Um, it's a worldview. And it's a worldview that begins with the premise that there is no God. Um, and so it sees human beings as strictly material. Now, you and I believe, as Christians, we believe that, that while there's a physical component 
uh, to who we are. There's also a spiritual component. Now, what does this have to do with Ukrainian orphanages? Well, the orphanages have always treated children the way you would treat a plant. You know, you give it a little food and water and some mm-hmm. sunlight and poof, you know, you, uh, you have a healthy human being. Well, they barely give it even the food and water and sunlight. Um, but the reality is that um, the way children are treated in these orphanages is that they're treated as discards of society. In yeah. fact, they use a very damning Russian word to describe them, bezprzornyi, which simply means the uh, unsupervised ones. But in, in Russian and Ukrainian usage, it has a very uh, a condescending, very negative um, connotation. So the kids, uh, very frequently, they're fed rotten food. Um, mm-hmm. They're sexually molested. They're beaten uh, indiscriminately, rented out even um, to uh, to people with with nefarious uh, um, intentions. Um, you know, not even given toilet paper in the orphanage where my daughter was adopted from. The kids were not given even toilet paper. And Chad, let me add one more thing here in case someone is, you know, wants to say that I'm making this up. Um, I had to bribe every single government official, Ukrainian government officials, in order to adopt our daughter, Sasha. Every single one, but one, but one, in order to achieve that. Now, anyone with a modicum of decency would want to see these children have a good home. Not the case here. The children were being leveraged uh, in order to enrich the people who are part of the system. And now they're, the children are being used again. They're being used for by the government for propaganda purposes. Yeah. And and I remind people, you wrote a great article on this very topic about Russian orphanages and, and going back to the Soviet Union. And, of mm-hmm. course, uh, you know, the communist ideological residue of the Soviet Union still hangs heavy in that region of the world, obviously, uh, even in Ukraine. So in 1917, in October of 1917, when the Bolsheviks took over, as you point out in your article, the uh, when they set up those orphanages all across the, the Russian landscape, they were taking children out of the homes, putting them in orphanage. They became indoctrination camps in order to train good communists, which ultimately they became a recruiting station for the KGB. So now they had easy access to interrogators and executioners, and uh, you know the the communist ideology was passed on because they didn't trust the family to be able to to raise children properly according to the guidelines of Mother Russia. So we we see this as you said the discarded ones. Ones. These are the these are the forgotten victims of this society, of this regime, of this sense of government and economy. Uh, the, these are the lowest of the low. They have no voice, and so to promote Ukraine as being some bastion of um, of uh, compassion, it's just not. That's not the reality that's there. And I think the point that, that you and I are trying to make, even in talking about this, is stop painting certain people as saints and other people as devils when the whole thing is, is really wrapped up in a lot of evil. Wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely. You nailed it, Chad. Um, listen, the, the histories of Ukraine and Russia, they are intertwined. They are Siamese twins. The very first Russian state was founded in Kiev, uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vladimir, uh, excuse me, um, uh, Leonid Brezhnev was a Ukrainian. Uh, Khrushchev was a Ukrainian. Um, this the, Putin is following the historic <coughs> policy of Russia mm-hmm. towards 
Ukraine. I mean, uh, Peter the Great in, invaded Ukraine. Catherine II did. Various czars did. Stalin and his, his successors all believed that, that Ukraine was vital to um, Russian safety and security. Uh, and both of them also share a deeply corrupt political culture. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about Ukraine, as, as you put it, as a bastion of democracy, of freedom, of all things good, this is being put about by people who are either lying or they're naive and simply don't know any better. Because Ukraine is not a democracy in any sense the way we would understand it uh, in the West. This is a deeply, deeply corrupt political culture. What do you think is the outcome here? Do you have an opinion on that? Because I don't know that I do, honestly. Um, well, my my read is that Putin wins. Yeah. Um, we're a world away. Um, the, the Obama and Biden administrations decided to uh, use Ukraine to provoke Russia. Their foolish policies in that country and the Ukrainians' foolish willingness to involve themselves in a, U, uh, uh, in a U.S. election. Bear in mind, it was the Ukrainians who helped uh, uh, um, put together the false dossier on Trump. Mm -hmm. It was their ambassador who wrote, you know, op-ed pieces and appeared on TV suggesting that what he knew to be false and lying because they believed they were allying themselves with the with the with the winning side, the Democrats. So when Trump won, um, they were very, very surprised, you know, by all of that. But anyway, all of that said, um, I don't I don't see this this turning out in any way that is good for Ukraine. Um, right. The United States is a world of way. We were the ones who convinced them to give up their nuclear arsenal in exchange for a safety that we're quick, uh, uh, really not willing to provide and shouldn't provide. Uh, so I think I think Biden's going to excuse me. I think that uh, uh, Putin is going to get what he wants. Yeah. We're going to have to leave it there, but I want everybody within the sound of my voice, whether you're watching or listening, to go follow Larry Alex Taunton on Twitter. And also, your website's LarryAlexTaunton.com? That is correct, yeah. yeah. Make sure you're reading every article. If you, if you have a trouble finding him, follow me on Twitter, because I'm sharing his stuff weekly. Uh, and make sure you're reading every article. Read his books. Listen, when it comes to things going on around the globe, Larry, uh, because he's got boots on the ground, he's been there, he's seen it, he's doing it, just got back from Cuba, and we're going to catch up on you some more stories as you kind of uh, ruminate some of your experiences there. We'll get you back on here and talk about that as well. But thank you for being on the show, buddy. And uh, Hey, Chad, I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, brother. Love you, pal. Um, hey, if you're having some difficulties listening to what I'm saying and you're going, what, huh, over and over again, are you, you're not hearing the conversation with dinner at the, you know, sitting around there with the family, whatever. Nine out of 10 people still buying hear, hearing aids from clinics and pay $5,000 plus, even though much more affordable options exist. That's why you've got to check out MD Hearing Aid. MD Hearing Aid is an FDA registered rechargeable hearing aid that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD Hearing Aid's Volt Plus model costs over 80% less than clinic hearing aids. MD Hearing Aid has brought affordable hearing to over 600,000 satisfied customers. Plus, they offer a 45-day risk-free trial with 100% money-back guarantee, so you can buy with confidence. So get clinic-level care, 80% less with MD Hearing Aid. Go to mdhearingaid.com. Use promo code WATCHCHAD to get their buy one, get one for $299.99 each when you buy a pair deal. Plus, they are adding a free extra charging case, which is $100 value just for the Chad Prather Show audience. So head to mdhearingaid.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, get their buy one, get one for $299.99 each when you buy the pair deal. We'll be right back. 
Yeah, I can't. I really can't stress enough uh, how much you need to be reading Larry Alex Taunton's articles and keeping up with what he says. Um, he's he's a phenomenal brain, and uh, I appreciate his insights. I really do. Um, what do we want to talk about? You know, I I, I didn't want to get pissed off today, but I, I'm, I'm I'm looking at some of these articles that Chris handed me, and I'm there. I'm reasonably getting there. So, oh, let's do it. Um, Tom Bevan, who, of course, is one of the co-founders of Real Clear Politics, he, uh, he tweeted that uh, his fifth grade child was given vocabulary words for science class. Here's what they were. You can see it on the screen there. The words were uh, transgender, cisgender, adolescence, consent, non-binary. This is what their fifth grader, this, these were the terms that they, there was the vocabulary words for the fifth grader. And then he posted a photo of a sheet of paper that contained the five vocabulary words as well as definitions and examples of each word being used in the sentence. Uh, he didn't state the name of the school, but he did refer to our district when linking an article to the post-millennial and discussed District 65 in Illinois. Uh, he said it's awful and unacceptable. Uh, or this is Tammy Bruce tweeted in response that this is all just awful and unacceptable. I hope you intervene. Uh, Molly Hemingway declared rescue your child from that school. Homeschool is a great option, Mercedes Schlapp said. Uh, what's amazing is how many people think Tom is lying. He provides evidence in the next tweet and are clearly not, you're clearly not paying attention. Every subject has become a lesson in wokeness, all of them. That was Carol Markowitz. Um, many parents deeply oppose radical leftist gender ideology that flies in the face of biological reality and do not want their child exposed to that ideology at school. Uh, it's what's happening, folks. It's happening. If you think it's not happening, uh, they're sliding it in someplace faster than others. That's where they're sliding it in. Can I just give you a refresher course on something I've said to you for years? And that is, you better know who you are. You really better have a grasp on your history and your identity because it's going to teach you and show you where you're going. And people are like, I don't know where I'm going in life. I don't know what my purpose is. Well, you got to find out where you came from. You got you to know who you are. And that'll help you know where you're going or you're not going to leave anything behind. And right now, the, this, the, the, the agenda, let's just call it that, the agenda if the agenda was a big global person out there, big brother, whatever you want to call them, they understand their identity and they're trying to confuse yours. They're trying to confuse your children's. That's why when kids are in school, we've seen this numerous times now, various examples, you know, the kids at school, it says, you know, I'm just not feeling well today. I'm having emotional or, you know, just problems going on with the child. And the teacher comes in and says, well, that's because you're transgender. And, and I'm, I'm, we're getting reports of this happening over and over again, uh, where, where the teachers intervening and trying to help kids that are having these emotional issues. And that's what kids do. Kids have emotional issues. They do. Um, I did. My God, when I was in fourth grade, I was, in, I was a nightmare. Um, it never at any time was it, was it an issue of my sexuality or a gender issue. I just, I just had issues. I, I was, I was, I worried about things. I had some events that happened in my life that made me worry about things. Uh, and you know, I went through an episode as a child. Can you imagine? All kids go through some thing like that. That's it. And fortunately, I had parents that walked me through it. You know, they helped me process through the thing. Never at any time did a teacher come to me and set me aside and say, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about your gender." We're going to talk about your sexuality. We're going to help you find your identity. No, 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 absolutely not. And Chad, it goes back to what we talked about on on Monday about having that mentor in your life. Yeah. You know, it's very funny when we talked about on Monday, I received 
three emails from parents asking me if I could mentor their kid. And wow. I love it. I will try my best. It's very difficult to mentor somebody over email or texting, but we'll try my best. But as a parent, are you connected to the to a to a church that has a mentorship program? Yeah. You know, like go to those churches that have those mentorship programs and just drop your kids off. Trust me, they have them. They do have them. And, and find a church. And I, I don't mind telling you, like I, I've often said, if you're dealing with issues, whether it's depression or emotional issues, I've always said, uh, talk to God, talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist if needed. Um, but but find or and it, by therapist I mean that may be a minister, that may be somebody who can speak into your life. You know, if you go to the Great Commission, which is Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty, uh, in the New Testament, Jesus said, "Go therefore, uh, make disciples of all nations." And the word disciple there in the Greek language is mathetes. We got our English word mathematics from that. So Jesus was saying, go and multiply. Uh, go, go and make others like me. And that's why he said, lo, I'm with you always until the end of the age. Uh, I, I want you to reproduce what I put in you. I want you to reproduce that into the nations of the earth. And that's, that's the essence of discipleship, right? It's reproducing yourself spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Speak into the lives of those that God has given you authority over and, and help them know how to think. Let them know, you know, teach them how to pray and commune with God, commune with themselves, okay? Uh, teach people how to get into their headspace, right? Uh, that ain't even a toss to our sponsor, but but it, it is. Get into that where, and by the way, meditation, the Eastern idea of, of meditation is not the right thing. Biblical meditation is when you put the scripture, the word in your head, and you ruminate on that, uh, and you, you chew on that mentally and spiritually. Uh, it's, not, it's not emptying your head. It's putting something in there. And so we don't do that anymore, right? We, we've become brainless. We've become directionless because we've lost that sense of identity. And it's no wonder we're, we've lost and are still losing generations of people because we, we don't even— Like, I hear—I get online. I get on social media— and this is something that's disconcerting to me, and it's a conviction for me. I get on social media, and everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion on how to solve the world's problems, everything from virology to, you know, geopolitics, all of these things. And virtually no one, I mean, a very fractional percentage of people actually talk about faith as a solution to what's going on in our world. I promise you, if they were to push the button and the nuke started flying, you, faith is going to get real important for those last 15 minutes before things get real bright. Um, why aren't we practicing that? Why aren't we pushing that? You know, I'm not asking you to embrace some pie-in-the-sky ideology or theology where some great wizard that's unseen in the clouds is just going to poof, fix everything. That's not it. But I'm telling you, people who operate by faith— who, who can call those things that are not as though they are, who can see the unseen, who, who, who live by the, the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of things not seen. The, the people who can walk by faith are stronger people. 
they they function better. They 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 deal with the issues of life better. They handle calamity and crisis better. When the chaos comes, there's something about them that stands firm and is unshaken because you know, there's that, you know, that deep that calls unto deep, that eternal spirit, you know. And once you have that rock of foundation and, and you know, you stand solidly in that faith-based identity, I'm just telling you guys that it is a solution that is being untapped and untouched right now. Now, I get on this show, and I'm just kind of flowing with you right now because I get on this show, and I have fun, you know. I have fun. I, I, I'll have a booster shot. In fact, I have one right now. I have booster shots, and, and I'll, I'll drop a cuss word every now and then because I'm pretty expressive. And everybody, it's funny to me, though, people get on there and say, we liked you till you started all that cussing. Yeah, I know. I, I, that's like me saying I liked you before you weighed 300 pounds. Um, <laughs> sin is sin. I mean, you know, let me and Jesus work all that out. He said over a rye whiskey. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because that's how it should be. It yeah. should be my relationship with Jesus. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, if we just focus on that alone of just saying, hey, I'm not going to judge you, but just you and God, are yeah. you guys good? You good? Okay, then just go on live. Yeah. I have people, and, and, I, and I love reading those parts of the Bible where Jesus was very un-Christ-like. There's a lot of that in there. Yeah, I just don't want to read those parts. You, you, read, read those parts of your Bible that you haven't highlighted. Okay? Those are the parts you probably need to spend some time in. But I try to rem- remind everybody that, that the, the faith that I live and, and that grounds me and it is. It is a. I'll tell you one thing, and I, I want to say this the other day when I was kind of summarizing this governor campaign, is one thing that campaigning over the last eighteen months did is it drew me closer in my relationship to God. It did because it it, it created a deeper faith. It helped me remind. It reminded me how much out of control I am, and how much bigger this world around me is, and the forces of evil that are at play, and the wickedness and the attacks that were coming, and it drew like my day is filled with prayer and you start to understand what the scripture says. It talks about praying without ceasing. You just stay in an attitude of prayer and mindfulness that there is someone in your life way bigger and in control while you're not. It's so I'm just encouraging you guys. We, we are living in a crisis when you have educators quote unquote, who are trying to teach your children about their sexuality and try to lead their identity astray and, and setting up, you know, masturbation closets, which we'll deal with that in the next segment. But all these various things that are out there, and and they want to come at, you know, they're coming at Ron DeSantis with his whole, you know, don't say gay bill or whatever they're calling it. Uh, You know, they passed that bill about the instruction on sex and gender for kindergarten through third grade. And the fact that anybody would push back against that, uh, we got a problem, folks, and that is a spiritual problem. That is not just an identity issue. That is a spiritual issue. And I want everybody to understand. Um, can you play that clip of the teacher? Can we do that one right quick? Play this clip. You know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy. And I recommend it to people of all ages, all ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. Kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose, touch your nose, show Aunt T, you can touch your nose. 
but my scissor's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? We don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. Why not? But exploring your body at any age, grandmas, grandpas, all of us need to be exploring our body. Why not? Why, why, can't, why can't we just, I mean, if, if it's anything goes, tug on your wiener right there at the mall. I mean, why not? Oh, well, that's exposure. Listen, the fact, I should not have to unpack this. I don't think I, I need to philosophically on the problem here. But that's an educator. And again, I go back just just, you know, just half a generation ago and teachers were saying, no, don't touch me there. That's my no, no square. Like that was the thing to make sure that kids aren't getting molested uh, by people in their life. Now we're teaching them how to touch themselves at all ages. Grandmas, grandpas, I promise you, grandma and grandpa ought to have it figured out by now. That ain't what I'm worried about. Grandpa can tie the ball sack up in a knot and go to work. But look. When you're dealing with children, 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 the most innocent among us, look in the eyes of a child for crying out loud. I went and visited my friends. Uh, Y'all know Steve Helms, the Texas legend. I went over to his son, Seaver, Seaver and Kelsey's house yesterday and visited with them. They just had a new baby and uh, they got their little boy. He's toddling around. And, you know, you see this just as innocence. They don't know what's going on in the world. They don't know about who Vladimir Zelensky is. They don't know who Vladimir Putin is. They're not debating over how you pronounce Kiev or Kiev. You know what I'm saying? They're not, this is not the issue. And you're going to look at that child and say, okay, we're going to teach you what cisgender means. We're going to teach you what binary means. We're going to teach you what, you know, adolescent means. Why? Why? Let kids be innocent. And let me go back in this before we go to a break. Let me just remind you that Jesus said, if any of you leads one of my little ones astray, better for you that a millstone be put around their neck and they cast, be cast into the bottom of the sea. That's strong. That's strong. So I don't want to, you know, you call me whatever you want to call me. You call me narrow-minded. You call me any freaking thing you want. But I'll tell you what you won't ever do is you'll never be able to say that I did not use my voice and platform to at least fight for those who don't have a voice to fight for themselves. When it comes to the children, when it comes to the unborn, when it comes to the elderly, when it comes to the neglected, when it comes to those folks. And listen, listen, you, you're an adult. You go out there and make whatever decisions you want to make. You sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. You do your thing, okay? I don't care. That's between you and yourself and your family and God, and you deal with that however you want to. Don't cram it down my throat. But I tell you this, those who can't fight for themselves, by God, I guarantee you I'll always be in that fight. And ain't nobody, ain't nothing short of death going to shut me down from dealing with it. Been working out, Chris. I'm working out, trying to make it a priority. Uh, it gets hard. It gets hard. Uh, but when I'm working out, I like, to, I like to tune out, right? I like to put something in my brain. And I like uh, using my Raycon wireless earbuds. They're the best way. They don't shake out of your head. I like them. They fit right in your ear. And uh, you can take the audio with you because no matter how much you shake things up, literally no matter how much you shake, they're not going to fall out of your ears. Those everyday earbuds look, feel, sound better than ever. There's also an awareness mode. So, you know, if you, you want to keep some... Uh, you know, aware of your surroundings, you can use that with the Raycons. It's pretty cool. Uh, they got the optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. 
and they're comfortable. They're not going to budge. Trust me, they're not going to. My uh, Raycon never fall off my ears, even when the workout gets intense. And sometimes it gets intense, baby. <laughs> hey, Raycons offer eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality auto at half the price of the premium auto brands, audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. Here's what I want you to do. Get 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash watchchad. Buyraycon.com slash watchchad. One more time. Buyraycon.com slash watchchad. Be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, oh, let's talk about it. Uh, I mean, do you remember back in those good old days? Uh, you were just a kid. You know, what happened if you got in trouble at school? Um, if your childhood was worth a damn, your parents probably had a rule that went a little something like this. Like you get a call from the school and you got an ass whooping for your behavior. Um, and then you're going to get a bigger ass whooping when you got home. Now, that might not be the most politically correct position to have, uh, but if you were suffering under the delusion that you could act out without impunity during your daily visit to the Temple of the Mind, it'd cure what ailed you. Trust me, it did. I know. I know. Now, today the tables have completely turned, and we're watching the not-so-slow dissolution of the fundamental and largely unspoken contract which has historically existed between schools and parents. Case in point is a delightful and fashionable concept known as, wait for it, the transition closet. Okay. This literally is a closet for kids to go into so that they can change in the clothing that fits their preferred gender once they get to school. Mm. And, you know, out from under the watchful eyes of the parents who might not approve of their lifestyle choices, that's right. That's what they're doing. Now, I know I'm preaching to the converted when I say that this is evil and dangerous, but I've got to blast this crap because otherwise I'm going to just explode. My head's going to pop. Now, we went from schools calling parents to let them know their kid had gotten into trouble to schools doing everything they can to conspire with the kids to keep them out of trouble at home. Now, if you do nothing more than faintly scratch at the surface of this issue, you might draw the conclusion that this is some confused form of nobility. Teachers and administrators just want to keep kids safe, but it's not, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, this garbage is starting in California school districts, and as we all know, California is the petri dish for just about every intellectually transmitted disease the American body politic eventually gets riddled with. Number two, the people who are advocating for and doing this are on the wrong side of the numbers game. And number three, things like this are always, always, always about subverting the dominant paradigm. And what do I need being, what do I mean about them being on the wrong side of a numbers game? I'm glad you asked. Let's do a little thought experiment, okay? Let's pretend for just a moment that a transition closet really is a good idea. Now, we know it isn't, but let's pretend that it is. This thing exists to protect children suffering from gender dysphoria from the physically and emotionally violent, violent predilections of their caveman parents. Now, here's where the numbers come in. The number of so-called transgender people in the country is vanishingly small. They have a loud voice, but in reality, there aren't that many of them. Of that number, the number of transgender people who are in school is even smaller. 
of that number, the number who have to hide what they're doing from their parents is some even smaller number. And I know, I know all God's creatures, great and small, all that. But I, and I agree with that. But the simple fact is that you're talking about a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the overall American student body at large. And meanwhile, you just set a precedent of teaming up with students against their parents. So now precedents like that do not stop at the place where they're set ever. The slippery slope notion is not always a fallacy, folks, and this is a case where it's too dadgum real. Laws exist on the books which deal with parental abuse towards children. I'm not saying they're always followed perfectly, and I'm not about to suggest that there aren't those pieces of garbage parents out there, but you don't fight that by subverting the dominant paradigm of deference defaulting on the side of parents in almost all situations. Folks, I want to beat the dead horse here. Get your kids out of public schools. Look at me. Get your kids out of public schools. They're not safe. They're not good. They're not even educational in most cases. This will only get worse before it gets better. I can just about guarantee it. And again, I'm not bashing. I'm not bashing the, at, at large. I'm not bashing teachers. I'm not. I'm bashing the system that you guys are underneath. Now, there are some crap teachers out there. Well, I just showed you one. It's talking about every age needs to be masturbating. Um. But the system is set up, even if you have the best intentions and you're an educator, the system is is rigged against you. You know, when my daughter, she's in the public education system, she's a teacher. And I told her, I said, we we can put together a co-op for you to teach. I, I, I encourage her to do that. And, and you know, she mulled that around. She's, she's, she's thought about that. And we still consistently say, you know what, if you want to educate, let's put you in a situation where you can actually educate. But uh, it's a sad deal, man. I mean, I read stuff like this, and I just want to come unglued. And here's the thing. The further you go, here's what's going to happen. You parents, you're going to go, and you're going to speak out at your school board, and you're going to complain about things like this when they come. And you know what? You're going to go try to do business at the bank, and the bank's going to say, ah, you caused a little stir at the school board meeting. I don't think we can do business with you. You've been labeled a domestic terrorist. So your ESG score is now suffering. So you can't buy that house. You can't get that car loan. So you can't really do business and function in a free society anymore because you're a danger to it. Now, do you really want to be subject to that system? Because that's where we're headed. That's what's going on. It is happening right now in the places that we deem the most freest in the world. I mean, the fact that they're screaming at Ron DeSantis. Oh, I thought Florida was free. Oh, no. Oh, no. No place is free anymore. They're after the next generation. Speaking of your credit score, Scoremaster, um, told you about that three-week rule. Um, it is good advice. The three-week rule, you need to wait three weeks before you buy the new car, wait three weeks before you do the home mortgage refi, wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Why three weeks? Because that's how fast the average Scoremaster user takes to boost his or her credit score on an average of 61 points. And listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands in in pretty much everything you finance. Scoremaster technology was developed by credit uh, data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. Possible. Scoremaster is so easy, it takes about a minute to get started, and you don't have to wait for months for your best credit score. Try Scoremaster for free right now. See how many plus points you can add to your credit score. I want you to go to scoremaster.com slash chad. That's scoremaster.com slash chad. I'm fixing to log into my account right now. Scoremaster.com slash chad, and we will be right back. 
You know, uh, present company, uh, notwithstanding, Mark and Chris, highly valuable in my life, and I'm thankful for those men. Uh, Josh Jennings, who contributes to the show, and uh, just so many other folks here at The Blaze. They work hard, and I I want to uh, publicly say thank you to you guys for everything that you do. They put up with a lot. They put up with a lot around here. And and again, again, people don't understand how much work goes in to, I mean, I know I make this look easy, but it's not. It's not. And uh, this isn't the only show these guys work on. So um, they work hard. I wouldn't want to trade places with their hours, that's for sure. And uh, I mean, I, I have a lot going on, but I'm excited about the new overtime because it really is going. I just love we're going to kind of throw just free thought. Let's get into it. If you like the stuff that I was saying when I was kind of preaching to you a little while ago, uh, we're going to do that on every level, but we're going to get real with it in the overtime. But you got to get on Blaze TV. You got to subscribe. That's the deal. That's the deal. I'm, we're doing, and the reason we're doing it is we're doing everything we can to make sure that we're supporting independent broadcasters. And of course, I'm partial to the Blaze. I love Glenn. I love Stu. I love Steve Dace. I love Stephen Crowder. Uh, on and on and on. I'm I'm wearing the old conservative review sweater here back when we were CRTV. Um, yeah, I, I love these guys. I value what they say. I love Sarah Gonzalez. You know I do. Um, but, man, they're after us. They're after us, and I want you involved. Find a way to make it fit in your budget. And when you do go to uh, blazetv.com slash Chad or you go to chadnude.com, uh, use promo code MORECHAD. I, I want to I keep, keep my place here at Blaze, all right? I want to be an invaluable asset and do my part, use my platform to reach – and uh, make sure that, that, yeah, this network stays profitable. Um, and that helps us. So use promo code MORECHAD. It will save you money and uh, get you going on this. I got, speaking of Steve Dace, anytime Steve Dace sends me a text message, I listen. Uh, Steve Dace is a smart dude. Here's what he, he, he sent me his tweet. Uh, he said, the bet, this was from yesterday. He said, the best confirmation the last 24 months was never really about health. He said, according to the WHO, World Health Organization dashboard, the U.S. actually had more COVID-19 deaths the final week of February 22 than in 21. Yet COVID was completely wormholed last week regardless. It was all about politics slash power all along. Not wrong. He ain't wrong. And then my buddy, um, my buddy um, Gary Sheffield Jr., He shot me a message, and he had a powerful tweet as well. He said, uh, the last tweet today regarding anything other than sports, he said, the prez of Russia can bomb children's hospitals in Ukraine while tweeting, but the prez of the USA can't tweet because he allegedly suggested violence to deter an election. Uh, No doubt about it. No doubt about it. We live in a clown world. Um, Uh, Chat on Blaze. Isn't that our website for the merch? Go get that stuff. Go get it. I want you wearing our merch. That's what I like. I'm a merch seller, by God. <laughs> Chatonblaze.com. All right, I think I got one little element of rage left in me. Um, 
Let's see if we can pull it out of me, Chris. You got a TikTok? Do it. Not this, but that. What? Here's a gender-inclusive tip. Instead of referring to someone's sex at birth as biologically male or biologically female, instead use assigned male at birth or assigned female at birth. The emphasis being here on the word assigned and that it was the doctor who made that decision. And the assignment might align with how the person feels about their gender identity, or it may not. An important distinction because this honors the fact that trans people are who they are. The what? You would think that with all of this TikToking going on and all of these folks out there explaining to you about their gender roles, we'd have this thing sorted out. It's almost like racism. Like as much awareness of racism has been brought up in the last couple of years, you think we would have just solved that damn problem. Yeah, but but now but but it seems to me that these folks are more confused than ever. Like more confused than ever. Like they have to keep coming up with terms. To try to educate us folks out there that really just want to be left alone. This is why I drink. God bless you, Jeff Rosenblum. That's good whiskey. I'm just saying, folks, if you feel the need to constantly get online and run your mouth about the world's issues, you got a problem. That's what I do every day. And I admit it. I have a problem. But here's the thing. I also know that my ranting and my raving, it ain't changing nobody's mind. I might help those of you who already agree with me figure out ways to kind of verbalize some things every now and then. But I'm not really changing anybody's minds. I don't think I don't think on the grand scheme. So now let's apply that to what that person just did. Okay? They're preaching to their very own choir. They're not changing anybody's minds. I know exactly who I am. And I don't know exactly what you are trying to be. But I can tell you that it ain't going to bring me over to your side of the playing field by posting this nonsense up here and promoting your clown show. It's just not. So... Turnabout's fair play. And if you're going to bitch at me about me ranting and raving online all day, then I'm going to give it right back to you and say, shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. You be you, okay? If you are so secure in who you are, go back and watch the earlier segment about identity. If you're so secure in who you are, there is truly no need for you to keep running off at the mouth to try to convince everybody. I think that you're living in so much doubt that you have to continually reinforce yourself in order to try to convince yourself to believe it as well. I love you. I do. I love you guys. I I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done in your life. I don't care who you're sleeping with. I don't care how you identify. I, I love you. I really do. But again, let's ease up. Let's ease up on this stuff that gets filtered out into the world and is very dangerous to the next generation. Because it is. It is. Now, we can sit up here and we can argue about politics all we want. We can. We can do that. We can come up with our ideologies and spit them back and forth. But you know what? We can leave the kids out of it. This stuff right here, it's dangerous. And you know it is. Be right back.
The three congressmen you have here, two of them look like they could, they really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. What a racist POS. I mean, if Donald Trump had said that, it would be headline, they would play it non-stop. But President Diapers there gets away with it. You know he's a racist, folks. Always has been. Always has been. Have a good weekend. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you on Monday.